and gentlemen, welcome to the live, as we're recording and not whenever we post it, broadcast of the Church Guys podcast. I'm Brett. I'm the firefighter. This is... Quentin Locke. I'm the student. And this is... Greg Locke. I'm the preacher. And lastly and leastly... I'm DJ Free, and I'm the IT guy. And we make up the Church Guys podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Invite some friends. Listen with us. Learn with us. If not, we're still going to have some fun. We're going to talk about a lot of stuff. We're going to talk about sports, any kind of issues going on, church stuff, personal stories that we can relate to, and then just, you know, anything else we decide to. Hello. Come on now. We're going to have some good time today. On today's episode, we're going to be reviewing picks from the first two weeks of college football. Man, it was a crazy first couple of weeks. And then we'll be talking about the upcoming NFL season, the schedule, the projected playoff spots, making some picks and talking about, oh my goodness, the Dallas Cowgirls. Not even worth being called the Cowboys and the Green Bay Packers. Let's go ahead and jump right into it. Let's talk about the first couple of weeks of college football. What do we think, gentlemen? I just want to talk about week one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't want to talk about week two. It was a week one. It got was that a week one. Against Sam Houston. Okay, let's talk about <laughs> easy, easy games coming up, huh? Well, AM started off, in my opinion, not so good. Even though they won 31 to nothing against Sam Houston, they looked not good. And it was, well, I can't remember the halftime score. 17-0. 17, and that was was the late, a late score in the second quarter. Yep. So it was almost just 10 nothing. That's what it was. And ended up, oh, it was not good. They looked terrible. It still looked like they were trying to find a quarterback identity, which they still don't have. And I mean, they they pitched the shutout. That's great. But congratulations. That's TJC South, like y'all said. <laughs> to FBS school. <laughs> yeah. So I was now they did put in a lot of other players that wouldn't normally play. Uh, I'm not going to defend that right now, though. Yeah. <laughs> I heard people saying that uh, Sam Houston was kind of in line with who Texas played ULM. I don't buy that for one second. I would take my money. ULM is not good, but Sam Houston is worse. Way worse. Yeah, they are. I bet. I bet the Bearcats will take them. No. <laughs> well, you think the Bearcats can take, the, Bearcats now, can take the Longhorn? A-Chain and uh, Smith, uh, they, they look good. They they look, they look were strong. They look great. But uh, I know it was at Kyle Field, man. Like, what what more of a swing do you need? I mean, I don't know a, a single good team that would lose at home <laughs> like that. My goodness. I don't know. All right, enough of that week one. Let's go on to the Texas and ULM game, which they also look pretty dang good. Just uh, – ULM, what do you expect? You know, it's a glorified preseason game. Yeah, but yeah. it's a true preseason game, at least. At least they play their people. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, what impressed me was the second half when we saw Quinn Ewers starting to find a rhythm. Yeah. And uh, Sark drew up some plays for him. At first series, he looked uncomfortable. Uh, he tried to make a play out of nothing, but he learned from that quickly and responded the second half. And Man, the future is bright with him at quarterback. Uh, we're going to get to something crazy. What happened in week two, sadly. It's his first snaps <laughs> in two years, though, huh? Yes. So. He looked good, though, for being. I mean, he took a couple of snaps at Ohio State and handed off. That's all he did. Mm-hmm. But he, yeah, coming off that two years and the way that he played that first week was, was not, outstanding. Not bad. He looked all right. Not bad. <laughs> I mean, at least we got a quarterback. Week two. It gets better. Week two. We do, I guess we'll talk about Texas. No, let's cover mine first. Let's, cover, oh, <laughs> let's rip this band-aid right. off. <laughs> Aggies losing 
to the Dead Gum Mountaineers, whatever they're called. I don't even know. Are they hillbillies, the mountain hillbillies. <laughs> That's State what they down. said at Yale practice too. <laughs> they can't read a map. Appalachian to, State. Hey, you gotta get it. Yale practice is the best thing around. He didn't well, know that Appalachian was a state. I'm going. What are you talking about? The jokes aren't even funny at A and M. Oh my goodness! <laughs> the only, the fun, old man the only white funny, socks and the slippers. The only funny jokes at A and M are Aggie <laughs> jokes, and that's who sends it to Texas because they ain't creative. Well, oh, you see what Feinbaum said. The the funniest thing about Jimbo Fisher, and it, it speaks for itself, is Jimbo's record. I mean, <laughs> yeah, he's got a pretty good record. So, oh, you mean like this year? Just overall, though. Overall, to, it's pretty like, good. Kevin Sumlin, two point oh. <laughs> that's a, that's what I'm afraid of. So App State won 17 the swag 14. The crashing. Man, Sorry. 17 points. I, I was really upset about that. That was, that was but for them putting up 60 something points before. Uh, I mean, it's still a weak team. You know what I mean? Like, how do you not score 114? That's my question. How do you no not idea. see what the how do you chain? not feed your dead gum running back? Chain. Yeah, we wouldn't even had a, a second touchdown one for his return. That's how terrible the really? offense was. Oh, that's was. right. I forgot about that. Yeah, I saw it was I was just a return. That. That's all it was. No, it was I, just the kept, return. Y'all kept calling him A Chain. I thought that was like a, a nickname. No, so that's I his name. At the roster. Yeah. I was like, oh, wait, that's his name. No, he's, <laughs> so, and he's a good running back. Good. He is good. They're wasting him. They're and wasting him. Oh, absolutely. So I know, didn't you say that they just signed, re signed Jimbo Fisher to a big contract? Yeah. Well, it's like just all the way through 31 season. or yeah, something. A couple years ago. It was last year, I think. If he continues this course doesn't recruit a quarterback and the quarterback situation goes unresolved. Well, they his, stick with you him can't him. recruit bios, anymore. His bow is 10 million. They yeah. ain't going to do that. They, you don't think so? They'll keep him around at least a couple more years because you got, just like every other coach that comes in, he's like, you got to wait for my recruiting class. Well, now he gets the number one recruiting class ever. Yeah. And I don't and even know if those guys will want to stay around after the start. I don't know. So he's got to do the, a lot. Now with the transfer portal, keep, they're going to jump ship like rats. That's what I'm saying. He has a lot Texas of locker team. room. Um, drama to contain. That's all there is to it. He's got a he's got an uphill battle, and man, he's going got back to Jimbo's. I thought he's getting paid ten million a year. That's not yeah, his that's buyout. What it is. His I'm buyout looking, is like I'm looking a, it up right like now. eighty million, I think. Oh yeah, if his buyout. Oh, he's million. it's not ten million. It's eighty million. I if he's not the top, I'm sorry, he's I was wrong. He would oh, he'd be on ninety five point six wow. million. Wow. Yeah, they're not going to do that. Some change. <laughs> Whoever his agent is is a genius. Oh, no doubt. For making that contract. Well, <laughs> Whoever his agent is, is a millionaire. Just yeah. some insight for the offense. I mean, I'm, I'm not a, the biggest A&M fan, but this is just objective. A&M, no, ran, A&M ran six plays in App State territory all game. Yes. That's not even wow. red zone. That's getting past the 50 in their territory. They ran six plays. If I'm Jimbo Fisher, you got to find an offense coordinator, coordinator now. He is the offensive A-Chain guy. A-Chain had 66 yards. Fire yourself, dude. But that's what I'm saying. You got to find an offensive coordinator. You got to step outside of yourself but, and say, "All right, hey, I got to hire somebody." Look now. at the look at the time. Look oh, at the time difference Here's that they a had the ball. Peek in time the future of though of this podcast, Jerry Jones ain't going to fire himself either. That's, that's completely true. true. That's true. Yeah, exactly true. Unless he jumps in a bonfire. <laughs> I so, liked, uh, no, the, the time of possession was just disgusting. I was watching the game after the Texas game. I was watching it. I was going, I just was shaking my head going, they're not doing this, are they? And App State did. I mean, give App State credit for oh, part of it oh, yeah. because they took North Carolina and got 40 points in the fourth quarter Oh yeah, I've, in, in regulation. I've never heard of that. Well, so I was going to pull – that was my only really big point I was going to pull out of this was my appreciation 
for not just that team, but that coach. You've oh, seen how sure. emotional yeah. he was after the yeah, game. He was crying because sure. he wanted that so bad. But you could tell he's going for fourth downs. Oh, he's, he's going out there and he's pushing what works was his running back. They would not stop their no. dead gum running back. And it would be uh, third and two, and yeah. he would get three yards. You know, like he would yeah. get what he needed. Every He was yeah. dependable. And then that quarterback, man, he stood in there. He, you could tell he's a salty veteran. You know, that's why yeah, they absolutely. won the, the championship Crazy. and well, the mean, Sun Belt. That's a championship team. App State had nothing to lose going into that no, game. They got no. paid $1.5 million and said, we're just going to do everything we can to win this game, whether it's fourth down. <laughs> the only negative and, is potential injuries. Yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah. Speaking of nothing to lose and potential injuries, oh, Texas took um, on Alabama um, and took them all the way to the wire. To the literal wire a Saturday, and Man. and uh, we all picked them to lose wow. by multiple points. I will say, uh, I said ten points. I did too. I just said I, I was I, I was very pleasantly surprised by how they turned out. Dude, that, that I've never seen up. that much heart on a team in a long time. You could tell the whole atmosphere was ready for that game, and how Alabama rolled in a whole lot, kind of like A and M, unprepared, yep. not taking it serious, not being aggressive. But the Longhorn faithful, they were ready to, to support, no doubt. Well, you know, it's like I told you guys. I had a friend that was at the game who was texting me. It was like it was, the sound was just deafening. Oh, absolutely. Because it's it crazy. was so loud. And then Quinn goes down at the end of the first quarter, and I thought, oh, well, actually, maybe back up a little bit. When Jace McClellan had the 80-yard run, I thought, oh, here we go yeah. again. This, yeah. is, this is garbage. Right. They dug deep, and then Quinn got hurt. And what yeah. happened? Oh, I thought, oh, it's over. They're going to put Card in, and the house of cards is going to fold. Yeah. <laughs> and they kept on going. And then when Card got rolled up on a third quarter and I was hobbled and couldn't even hardly move and they kept going. I thought, holy, this is culture. Finally, we got some culture change here. Oh, he yeah. was pushing too. Bill. Whenever he made that scramble after he got hurt, that was unbelievable. That was, that was awesome. That was all heart. Oh, yeah. Well, so, I mean, like you said, typical Texas would have folded. Yeah. You know, within the last 10 years, we'd have got blown out oh, that's the from the second change. half on. Yeah, so you sure. can tell the culture is being laid. We're not there quite yet, but still it's young, progressing. And we're going to see some change, especially here in the next couple of so years. So since we're since we're talking about Card, I'm going to do the professional thing, and I'm going to withdraw my previous statement <laughs> that he had a lot to prove to me. He he proved quite a bit this past weekend. He earned um, a lot of respect. Yeah, he did. You know, going out there, and I mean, you could tell he was hurting. Oh, easily. The way that he was hobbling around. I was surprised he actually made that scramble. I mean, it's I mean, the Alabama to, to, game. That'll drop. Yeah, I mean, it, that's, that's I mean, a lot of adrenaline itself. Like, I, I'm not going to lie. When I saw him come in, I was like, it's done. There's no way we're going to stay in this game. He kept us because in the game. they they were teeing off on Bijan. Bijan couldn't get going like the way we normally see him go, and then for him to to step in in that kind of atmosphere and just take over, it was it was huge. And actually, have y'all seen the uh, the statement that Sark made after the game? Which I saw one? a lot of statements. Uh, <laughs> hold on, let me find it. That he ran out of time. Hey, I will say yeah, we're yeah. giving credit though. So to it the, said, go ahead. It, it's uh, this is him on the loss of Alabama. He said, "I was really proud of our effort. Thought our guys played hard, played tough." I thought not only were we physically tough, but we were tough-minded in fighting through adversity that presented itself in a ball game against a very good team. They're all really well coached. We fought like crazy, and it felt like we just ran out of time. I thought maybe we'd have a chance if we had more time, but as hard as we thought and as tough as we were, there's still plenty to clean up. Better never rest. We have to continue to strive to improve individually and as a team. Yeah, I mean, I understand it's running out of time thing. It's not an excuse. It's just part of it, but it's like, you know, I mean, we lost. Statement. That's part of it. Bryce Young did what Bryce Young does in the last couple of minutes, and that's just part of it. Like I told Quentin, I said, he's going to get his points. Yeah, yeah. It's like a basketball game. You know, you, your your main guy is going to get the points. You're going to have to contain them, and they did for three quarters and tw- 10 minutes. Yeah. And, I mean, it's like so. I told you guys the other day when we were talking about it. 
if I hope every SET, SEC team, that's hard to say really fast, was paying attention. It's just because you're a Longhorn. I can't read. Can't even spell SEC. <laughs> <laughs> but I hope they were paying attention because, to me, it seemed like Alabama got exposed because we shut their wide receivers down. Our defenders were on them. They couldn't get going up until they had Gibbs, who was the main one he was throwing to, and then that was that kid Holden. One that mm-hmm. that came off at the end of the game. So if the rest of the teams in the SEC can tee off on that, you got a good chance of shutting out. All right, down. time for Devil's Advocate. I'm tired of hearing about how great Longhorns were. Let's talk about the penalties. That's what I felt like held Alabama back. Not necessarily the good defense, but the more than double penalty yards. Sure, oh, yeah. sure. That's what they killed themselves, and that's sure. one. Whenever Saban was talking about uh, afterwards, he said they were a great ball team. gave gave all the credit in the world, but said we were that was the most undisciplined he's seen in a long time. Sure, but why were they undisciplined? Uh, because they took it easy. The they didn't come out with the right uh, mindset. In the environment, it was loud. It was crazy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's just any ball club. I mean, it's it's loud and crazy whenever a ms on the field uh, with their what, own crowd. You see what Will Anderson said? Nah, sorry. Will Anderson, the uh, the defensive end, the, the high runner, last, he said that was the craziest, loudest, most ruckus environment he's ever played ever. in. Ever. He said ever. Yeah, well, yeah. And he that's was, all and perspective, he though. You know what I mean? College yeah. football has know, fans man. all throughout. Penn State has a crazy stadium. Whenever you go to LSU, it's a crazy stadium. The Swamp, crazy stadium. Well, not anymore. (laughs) Correct. (laughs) That's for you, Trick. But for for me, I thought, and this is not just because I'm anti-A&M, but I thought he would have said it was second behind A&M because they lost that game. But he didn't even say that. He said it was by far the craziest environment he's ever played. Yeah, you got to believe the game day was there. Fox was there. Everyone in was there it was hype I mean, it, was it was a hype crazy. game and i'm not doubting that it wasn't crazy and hyped up but that's in every close big time ball game you're sure. gonna have that oh easily and but he uh, kept lining up offsides right he that's what i'm saying like offsides. mentally it didn't look like alabama was in that game until oh, no. the last quarter yep. whenever uh, Bryce Bryce was taken yeah. off into his hands because it didn't look like he had any help no he looked like he was out there by themselves but can we talk about that confusing call at the very end the safety mm-hmm. The safety that was not a safety, it was roughing the passer with targeting. Welcome to Big 12 refs. Yeah. Hey, you know what, though? I think those same refs went and refed my son's game on Saturday because those refs were terrible. (laughs) (laughs) According to you, they're always terrible. (laughs) Well, hey, at least I didn't get a flag this Saturday. I I will say, though, according to the rule, like Sark said, they did get it right because Bryce Young threw the ball and hit our defender's helmet. Correct. So essentially that wasn't grounding. So it Correct. was fourth down and his his shin was down, which they didn't catch. So essentially it was gonna be a safety, but in the moment But I'll for them to call yeah. targeting? targeting what they call all was, the things to call yeah, targeting kind of on crazy. that play Correct. was a little bit shady. Well, here's the other thing in that if if they had gotten the safety, would this game be a different thing? Because essentially you're taking away one point. Again, that's on the game of what ifs. Yeah. When yours, what if he stayed in? We went by fourteen. Oh, There's yeah, a lot of what ifs. Scorching. So again, we had opportunities to win what the game. What if Alabama didn't, didn't have all those penalties? So I mean, you can what if everything. Oh, yeah, but sides. the thing is, like, it's all over. The that place. was called. There was some craziness going on back there. He did not land on the ground. Whenever you're that right there in front of him, you could review it twelve times and be like, "Yeah, I think his shin touched the ground." But whenever you're out there on the field, whenever I ref basketball and it's yeah. like a boom boom thing, oh, yeah. oh, it's, hard. it's impossible. No, oh, absolutely. Now to call targeting, you might want to be careful <laughs> and make sure you're doing that and not come back and say, "Well, I misheard it or misconstrued." And, but by the way, we're going to redo this. This yeah, that such, is craziness. It was such a bad car yeah. targeting call that we got to cover up ourselves. People <laughs> make fun of us. That's what happened. Oh, that's it? exactly what happened. And the funny thing was, is we were all sitting there texting each other, 
like, I'm so confused. What is going on? There's no targeting. Everybody in the stands was going nuts thinking it was a safety, and they thought they got a penalty for celebration. They didn't think it was <laughs> yeah. a targeting. He that goes, targeting. Crazy. Everybody goes, what? what? <laughs> and then to have an official come off the monitor and be like, oh, well, we uh, we heard it wrong. Yeah. That was the first I've ever heard that. First. So, Again, Big 12 rest trying but, uh, to cover herself up. Going back yeah. to what ifs before we roll into our uh, game picks that we made. What if, you know, what if can Will Anderson... Ohio State? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a bad miscue there. Well, what if Will Anderson wouldn't have blocked that kick at halftime? I mean, you know, there's another what if. A lot of people it. didn't realize that, but he actually blocked yeah, he, it. He got and a fingertip on There's three points right there. So there's a lot of what ifs we could have played. We lost a game. We played great. Best game I've seen Texas play in a while. Future's bright, but we lost, so... Yeah, I think the... Uh, the Vegas the, lost a lot of money out there. Yeah, they did. And no it's like the, the broadcasters even said that day that one of them had been calling Texas game for like 12 or 13 years, and this is the best team he's seen in a while. Joel Gus, Gus. They've been so weak for a so. long time. All right, let's go yeah. into our uh, key game picks that we made for week one that actually and pl- that actually week played. two that actually played. <laughs> yeah, so what we're referencing is we, we are human, and Damn. we made a goof. For a week two pick, we said Oregon and Ohio State were playing. They absolutely did not play each other. They did but, last year. Yeah, and I got my pick right. Ohio State won last year. <laughs> no, Oregon, no won. Oregon, Oregon won. Oregon won last year. Right. Yeah, uh, Oregon, Oregon won. Sorry, we're not yes. counting that. So we apologize for that. That came to light two days ago when we were putting notes together. I went, oh wait, it came to light. <laughs> so we're gonna go through key picks uh, for week one and see how. See how everybody fares. DJ, um, I'm, I'm worried about you after this first game that we're, we're talking about here. Oregon and Georgia. You I, said I, Oregon was going to win. I'll be honest. I thought it was going to be a closer game. That is closer than game. I thought it was going to be. <laughs> then I thought it was going to be. I didn't think it was going to be a 46-point deficit. Until Georgia looked great, man. Yeah, they did. I'm they telling looked. you, Georgia looked great. Their defense looks good. I I think their back's still rocking they picked and rolling. up right where they left off yeah, in the national much. championship they, game. They looked amazing. Yeah, you know, I talked about uh, on our last show that they had some new guys coming in from all the guys that got drafted. You can't even tell. I was surprised. not yet, not yet, not now, yet. Offense I mean, may be different. The defense still looked great, but offense that's still the question mark, in my opinion. Oh, that's pretty How definitive. That a mark? So, they scored forty nine points, but Oregon is. You got Bo Nix as well. He's not good. Uh, well, I mean, they they got some upcoming heat coming. Yeah, really fast. Did I say coming twice just then? Yeah, upcoming, upcoming <laughs> heat coming. Okay, well. <laughs> It's right. funny that Oregon pulls in a lot of recruits just based on their uniforms. Just because yeah. they want to wear the But they did get that new coach. Sold. Crystal oh no, actually Crystal Ball left in Miami. He's they? in Miami. They He's got Miami that landing from Georgia. Yeah. The defensive coordinator. Yeah. So give them a couple and of years. And they didn't we'll do much defense, they... did they? No, they sure didn't. <laughs> and then we got Ohio State and Notre Dame. That was a pretty good game all the way till about the didn't you call middle of the third quarter. And I said Ohio State. I said Ohio State's going to win because it's at Ohio State and C.J. Stroud is a veteran and he stepped up big time. And Notre Dame's not good anymore again. Uh, that's what I was saying. Yeah. Notre Dame was overrated. That's a little bit closer than I thought it was going to be, honestly. But I feel like they took, I off, still took think, the foot off the gas. I still again, which proves the preacher point: don't take any polls till week four. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. I was I was going to mention that once we got to the updated rankings because there's. It's it's all over the place. We have no key games. <laughs> big week two. Well, no, I was, lost mine because I said A and M was gonna win, so I lost that. We didn't. We didn't have it. Yeah, week two, <laughs> I think, was the only one we picked was Oregon and Ohio State. So we don't. Have and that. then ours, of course. <laughs> yeah. We all, we all picked Alabama. Yeah. And oh yeah, then, I forgot about that one. Well, I think we all picked A and M too, didn't we? Yeah, yeah we did. Yeah. yeah. So we're so all, we all away. So uh, yeah, everyone, me, Brett, and Craig are five and one, and then DJ is four and two because. Of, <laughs> 
of Georgia's domination. Over I'm the sleeper Oregon. team this year. So let's quickly yeah. go over the top 25. I just hope you wake let's up. Uh, input our thoughts here and then go from there. We got Georgia at one. Obviously, that's that's yeah. because that Texas game. Alabama two, Ohio State three, Michigan four, Clemson five. Really don't have any issues. I, I'm still doubting Clemson. Uh, DJU. Oh, they look weak against DJU is not. I think Alabama. Good. Honestly, I think they're they'll be lower down to like number five or something. We'll see. Oklahoma six. Don't even know about them yet. They haven't played anybody. So. Yeah. See, that was that was what I was going to say on his point on the on the top twenty five. You've got teams in there that have played cupcakes both games easily. I, I, is I, Oklahoma State number eight team in the nation? No. I doubt it. They almost lost. I doubt it to Central Michigan. <laughs> I like Oklahoma State. I like I like Gundy. He's nuts, but I doubt it. Yeah, there, there's yeah. no reason they should be that high. Is Kentucky the number nine team in the nation? No. They did look good against Florida, though. Yeah, but they're like 12 or 14, honestly. I mean, gotta, gotta be. Yeah, but compared to all the other teams, they I mean, are it is, it is looking Florida. like number Florida's nine. not looking great this year, though. I think Arkansas should be a number seven team, in my my opinion. It's still it's exactly what Craig said, though. Yeah. It's so hard to put this together. You've got two games on the board. You had AM coming out. And they held them scoreless one week, and then the next week they can't even put a point on the board. So it's just, it is so tough, man. It is so tough to say anything. Uh, the only thing that I got to say is Texas is way too high. A one and one team. But, hey, let's talk about another team. And what a little team you- called We Are Marshall. They are 2-0. and 2-0 oh. yeah. oh, hit a huge game. And they're not even, and they're not even up there, but a one and one Texas team is. Next, I'm gonna put it on here for you guys. But what I looked at was the actual votes to the AP poll, the yeah. actual voters, and all that kind of garbage. And you can see Texas Tech didn't put Texas in there at all. You guys yep. will be putting Texas at 15. They're not oh, 15 right now. And I'm going. You got all these enemy Oklahoma, same thing. Texas not there. And I'm going. You guys are garbage. You'll play the Alabama and see what y'all do. Yep. No doubt. And so it's I'm thinking that's why it's got to be. Mm-hmm. Four weeks, and you got to get these yahoos that are sports reporters out of here. Yeah, Yeah, and that's the thing. You you at least got to start the ranking when conference play starts. These little, I guess you'd call them practice games, because that's really what they are. I mean, you had preseason games. Well, it's true preseason. It's true preseason. That's what it is. It is. And so once you get into conference play, then at that point. Which is what the the NFL used to have, but they don't have those anymore. I just wanted to mention one more thing. At number four, we got Michigan. I saw mm-hmm. something the other day. I thought it was pretty cool. Michigan football coach Jim Harbaugh have the courage to let the unborn be born. Oh, he's been awesome, man. Been Unbelievable, man. It. Secretly, I do root for him. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I don't root for Michigan, but no. I do root for that guy. He's He seems like he's always got something. Michigan versus Ohio State. Of. I'll take Michigan all day, though. Oh, yeah. He's oh, yeah. Sure. Oh, Go definitely. Blue. Yeah, Michigan, and he's he's very vocal about some things and and very right about some things. So, all right, let's quickly go over week three, week three, and week four for Texas and Texas A and M. We got Texas A and M playing Miami. It was supposed to be a college game day special, but we know what happened last week with App State. So now college game day is actually going to App, App State, State. <laughs> hey, for the first time ever. Good for them. <laughs> and you know what? I'm going to take App State. Over Troy. Let's go, baby. Oh, yeah. And Let's go, Mountaineers. I hope that they get oh, yeah. another championship. I'm going to root for those little guys, no doubt. I'm telling you, man. Oh, yeah, for sure. Hey, if you got a chance, people, check out the videos on YouTube of their celebration at home. You will not be disappointed when they won the game. I it's, wasn't oh, disappointed. It was crazy. <laughs> they were all in the pod and everything. It was nuts. That's the only amazing. thing that made me feel better. Is at least the little guy got a chance, you know? I was miserable. Well, they were in the pond, but they were also, this guy was on top of a car just riding it like a surfboard. It was the funniest <laughs> thing ever, man. So, And then we got Texas playing UTSA, which I will say could be a sleeper kind of game because 
starting quarterbacks out for three weeks. Hudson Card is questionable, maybe out three weeks as well. So we got a third string quarterback in Charles Wright showing up to play. He's from Austin. So this is a little cool special story for him, but I'm a little nervous about that. And I think game. he's a preferred walk on. I don't think he's actually yeah. a scholarship. Yeah, he's not a scholarship player. player. So let's go back. Uh, we didn't do picks for the Miami game. I think we all know what they are, don't we? I know what it oh, is. We're picking the we're picking the games after. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna or, go through or, the run through the games you, and we'll pick them. What are you picking? Why is everybody looking at me first? It wouldn't be, <laughs> there, y'all are waiting to figure out what the answer is. Because I think you're the only one picking against all of us. By God, I am going to go with Jimbo Fisher making some changes this week, but they're still going to lose. Uh-oh. He oh, he just said that. He I said, said that. We have to fix. Titanic. We have to fix the problem. And if you put a Band-Aid on an arterial bleed, you're still not going to fix the I problem. Yep. And is he start? I, is he starting King still? It's questionable. No Nobody word, knows. Yeah. He's, he's keeping it close, and we won't know. We got five days to prepare for going into this. If and he starts King, they ought to pay his buyout if it's eighty million. It don't matter. Yeah. Has he even given? They should have pulled him out half. Get a chance. What I would no. do. He already lost App State. But I've heard though the problem is is that the kid, what's his name from LSU, the transfer Max Johnson, Max Johnson, that he doesn't have a grasp of the offense yet. How can you not have a grasp of handoff left, handoff right? King Hand has a grasp of the turf. <laughs> I, I, I mean, my goodness. <laughs> well, if I was Jimbo, I don't know why. I mean, you already lost to App State, so you got to look towards the future. Start the yeah. freaking five-star uh, freshman, Connor Wagman. He can sling it at least. I saw his tape in high school. I don't He's know if you want to start him against Miami and get him hurt, though. Yeah, at the same time, sure. who's right after Miami? Look at these. this Arkansas. next That's guest. It's big, big, big. We don't have another no. break until UMass. So it's not like we can just say, okay, let's just see what we got. Like We've got to go with what we got yeah. now. Yep, absolutely. And a King's an uncertainty. And unless no, he he's just, a certainty. Well, it that's true. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> but if they think he looks great in the, in the practice dome and then they put him out on the field again, I, I just I just don't get it. They, he has to have the guts enough as a coach to coach for the team and not be loyal to a kid, which yeah. I know is very hard to have separation, but he's getting paid big money to be that coach, and he's got to pull that guy when he needs to. Yeah, absolutely. But let's just be straight up about this, okay? Jimbo is the biggest snake oil salesman in NCAA. I've got two bottles. <laughs> he got more than two bottles. <laughs> two more on the uh, Let's talk about this. He, he was, I don't know why. Open a can of worms with him and Jimbo, the man. The people at College Station think he is a quarterback whisperer. Because he's a genius at offense. I'm just going to sit back and eat the popcorn while Because, I mean, seriously, Jameis Winston, was he his recruit or was it Bobby Bowden's recruit? It was I think Bobby. it was really the police department's recruit. <laughs> <laughs> Crab legs. Crab legs. <laughs> but I'm telling you, it's like crazy. Johnny Manziel, who's Craziness. He so would sad. also be considered a police department recruit. <laughs> so True. sad. And so I'm Canadian thinking, I mean, come on. And you give him a huge contract, and now you can't get rid of him. Oh, I agree. I agree. But, I mean, at the same time, you're, you're, you're paying for a name. He's got a national championship behind his name, whether he earned it or not. He, he got a win. He got that championship the year after Bowden retired. I, I I hear you. I get it. But <laughs> you, all you're doing is you're, you're you're being wishful thinking whenever you hire any coach, especially with. Uh, I mean, look at Charlie look, Strong. I'm not. I don't, I don't deny look, that. So look at correct. Yeah, Everything came with Texas. Tom Herman. You're doing. You're trying everything you can. At least he had a reputable name for sure. Who else are you going to go out and get? I mean, there yeah. wasn't really any anybody bigger than his name out there. Gosh, well, do you want Scott a big Frost. name or do you want a real name? 
That's the question. Yep, How do you know it's I mean, real, though? The, the guy, you know? well, this is like Nebraska. We'll talk about it for just a second. We'll, Frost, we'll talk about yeah. this for just a second. Nebraska. Who are they going to get since they fired a coach in the middle of the season? They're not going to get him until next season, they I know. But Frosty who are they going to get? Urban Meyer. You know who they're going to get? I don't know, but they're defrosting up there, no doubt. They yeah, need to go sure. after the, the coach at, at Kansas. Yeah, they do. No, that's true. They say that he's from there, and he's done so much with Kansas already. Beat mm. us last year. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, that's, yeah that's, I know we lost by him, but again, we did, they did. Back Culture when situation. Was good. Yeah, they did. <laughs> and you take your loss, but you got to go after the coach that coaches, man. Not, yep. not the name brand, and that's what they did. They fell for the name brand. Hey, that's in my opinion. I've, I've kind of been looking at this too. Spiritual application. Man, you go after a coach, you got a big name coach, you pour tons of money into it. They got the number one recruiting class in the country. Everybody there like, look how great we are. Come over here, be a part of this team. And there's look at what's going on. And it's just falling apart from the inside out. Mm-hmm. And that Absolutely. is just there's so much spiritual application in that. It's true. That it's it's just that's kind of been like in my head the back or back of my mind all week. It's just kind of working me over about how we get so attracted by this worldly allure that we lose focus on what we're supposed to do and what we need to get done. Right. It's it's just... Uh, and the fluff in the show instead yep. of doing what we oh, got to yeah. do to win, to do right. Exactly. One more thing I wanted to say. It was funny, real quick. On Twitter, there's a funny picture circulating of Haynes King, and he's winding up, and it's like way out there. It's the weirdest mechanics I've ever seen. I'm, I'm not trying to... Uh, be anti AM. It's like way over here, over the top of the shoulder to the to this weird angle. And then instead of a ball, there's a duck. Because <laughs> <laughs> all he throws is duck. So I thought that was the funniest thing ever. I had to get that in real fast. All right. Before we do go on to the week four picks, let's go and quickly go over officially the week three picks. So Miami versus AM. I'm taking Miami probably by 14. I know it's in College Station, Miami right now for me. I'm not, not going to lie. Uh, before the App State game, I had AM pick to win this one, but now sure. I'm going to swap it over to Miami. And Brett already picked Miami as well. I so. think the Aggies are going to put it together. I think that uh, they're not going to get embarrassed twice in a row. True. And so I think they're going to snap out of it. And they're the one by three. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Bless your soul. Three touchdowns or I three so points? Three right. points. There we go. And then we got Texas and UTSA. Oh, Brett didn't say anything. Oh, my bad. I picked it earlier. Yeah, I said that. Earlier. Yeah, I said oh, okay. that he was before uh, y'all went on. This. I said that they're going to fix some problems and they're going to get some stuff together. Yeah, but they're still probably going to lose by a touchdown. Oh, he said they're going to lose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. yeah. I, he said. I actually picked on the win, so figure that out, people. Wow. Yeah, he said that before y'all went. I'm trying to be objective here. Hey, that's good. I'm it telling you. All right, so moving on to the losers, uh, we're going to go to the Longhorns and the. Oh, what are they called? What a roadrunner? TSA roadrunners. Oh my goodness, Jeff Trader, man, right here at Gilmer. If yep. if yep. I ever seen a fight between a roadrunner and a Longhorn, I think there's no question who would win that fight. No doubt. But the third string quarterback for Longhorn question. is going to go down. Yep. And uh, I, I think the roadrunners still going to pull it out. That defense on Longhorns looked pretty stout, so I think Longhorns pull it out. That's my big fear. Is the defense is going to show up, no doubt, because they came out against Alabama. Should the, show out. This is yeah. a te- this this the the test. question mark for me is can the offense move the ball? You know, if they can get Bijan going early, I think we won't have a problem. But if it if they do like Alabama does, it shut the run down. I don't know. It, it, it's going to be a toss up. I'm going to say though that defense from Alabama that's going to be the hardest defense oh, Texas yeah, sees sure. all year outside of Oklahoma. Oklahoma may be similar, but they won't be as good as Alabama, in my opinion. Yeah, for sure. So I think we're going to create some. Holes. So, are you, you got you got Texas winning this thing, or you got Texas? Losing? I'm gonna go with Texas because that's what my heart tells me. Yeah, but yeah, 
I think Texas will Is pull it out. Is that the same part of your heart that picked Oregon? No, that was a different part. <laughs> you might need to get checked out yeah, for we don't need my cardio infarction. That, <laughs> that, that was I'm, a different part of my heart. But yeah, I'm going to go with Texas. I think UTSA is going to make it a game. The first half. The first half at least. But it's going to be a filling out period for whoever they put out at quarterback. I say uh, Texas wins by 14. You already heard some of my input, though. So. I think you guys are all way off base. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's a possible letdown game. But if y'all watch the same game we watched last Saturday... To, for an all-American defense in Alabama, for them to hold those guys out of from sacking the quarterback for about three times the yeah. whole game. That line that was out, huge. I will say. And, that's and all you got to do is it? half of that yes. against UTSA. I mean, UTSA is a step above ULM. It's a step above Sam Houston. I mean, they're good, but they they went to overtime with Houston the first week. Is Houston good? No. Okay. No. I don't think so. They went to overtime. They went to overtime against Army. Is Army good? Oh no. That's why I don't even think they're a step above. The only thing that I was saying that would slow them down, it doesn't matter if you have a perfect line if you don't have the guy that can advance the ball yeah. with the wit. But I think they do. I think they're right. gonna win. I, mean, all you I, I do think is, it's and if whether whether it's Bijan or Roshan or, or Blue or Jonathan Brooks, yeah. or keep that keep that key on. I keep nailing the stable we got. Yeah. All you gotta do is hand it off, and then yeah. you gotta throw screen passes. Mm-hmm. And this this kid was a uh, was a uh, he wasn't he wasn't a, a one star. Mm-hmm. He wasn't a no star. Right. He was a three star. You're not just gonna walk on to Texas and be nobody. Oh yeah, for sure. And he's I mean, been there a year. Right. He's a sophomore. This isn't Brent has his own opinion. So uh, <laughs> I know they're all they're gonna win by twenty. They're gonna win by twenty one at least, if not. 28. Yeah. And so it's it's easy. Well, they got to send oh, a message because past Longhorn teams would beat or be close with someone like Alabama and then fall yeah. to no name the next week. So, so they got to send a message. Kansas. That, so. That's what I'm going off of is past. The col- is I know it's a completely different team. Yeah, and, and I know it's a completely different culture. Well, again, change. what it showed last week is showed last week with the quarterback getting hurt. It showed last week with everything that could go wrong, could go wrong. Yeah. They didn't ever quit. And so I'm I thinking, hope they get the safety different. that they want from last week. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. All right. Now to our week four pick. Texas A&M has another tough team to play against. They got the Arkansas Razorbacks. At Arlington. What you got, Brett? Listen. Y'all keep trying to copy my votes, okay? <laughs> I don't know you're why Aggie, I have to keep you're, you're the Aggie Aggie over I, here. I don't know why I have to keep voting in here. It's you're, so hard to do two because I don't know what team's gonna show up this week. It's so difficult. Uh, two weeks to, in advance is tough. It's it's it's, hard. it's, yeah. it's real hard it's now. What who I want? Yeah, of course, oh, A and M. Like, okay, take that, Mr. Potter, you know. Go <laughs> call up some piggies for dinner later. Arkansas has been showing up. They've kind of had some dominance over there at Jerry World before. Yep. So now, but, I don't know what team. Will they have it figured out by then? I have no idea. I will take A&M close because I have no idea. I honestly ha- don't have a clue anymore. For sure. All right, DJ. I'm going to go Arkansas just because Arkansas has been showing out these last couple of weeks. So yep. Arkansas is on the rise. There ain't no question about that. And they, if they hold on to their coach for another couple of years, yep. watch out because those people are crazy. They're you. making statements. I think Arkansas by 10. I think A&M is going to start putting it together at least. But uh, I think in, in the end, the fourth quarter is going to show uh, the depth. And, and they got their the quarterback. KJ so. Jefferson still he's there. Good. He's solid, yeah, He's playing real good. good. He's, a, he's grown. All right. Texas and Tech at Tech. Texas, yeah, let's do that. I'm going to say Texas has got that one. The hardest part is if Card, the backup, is out for that game, that's going to be difficult because playing in Lubbock is not easy. We've yeah. known, we've seen that even in the Colt McCoy era. So, but I think Texas by 10. With a, with a third string quarterback. How long are they projecting him to be out? 
It's they said he could Mo- play this week, but it's a it's a high it, ankle sprain, so he could be out two to three weeks. They said as well. Sark is not really giving an update on. on no, he's injuries, not going to. So he doesn't want them to game plan around it. But we do have Bijan Robinson. I think we can feed him like we did last year in Fort Worth, where he had like 35, 40 carries. Yep. Do that, I think we win the game because Tech. We know Tech doesn't have a defense. The only we know plus that. is they've never had a defense. It is so. Sand Aggies. It is Tech. It is at <laughs> Lubbock. They stormed the field after beating Houston in overtime. <laughs> That's a different level. Right? Again, they they I'm telling you what. It's big time. <laughs> wow. We can all agree that Texas Tech is horrendous. We'll all have that common enemy. Yeah. So, but I'm going to pick Texas Tech. But they'll be up. It's our Super Bowl. It I'm going to pick I'm going to pick Texas Tech. That is such a big rivalry for them. They're yeah. going to they're going to go into it with the same intensity that Texas had against Alabama. Texas doesn't have the quarterback uh straight right now, with yeah. maybe next week, but uh I'm going to go with the high power offense that they are going to just fly down that field. They're going to score and then just make Texas have to run the ball. And it's going to slow them down, boggle them up, and then maybe not have anywhere to go. If anything, I, I, I'm going to go with Tech. All right. All right. I like it. So, write other it, big games write we it got. down now. Write it down. Other big games we got Oklahoma and Nebraska. That's not a big game. Oklahoma by 40. I mean, I'm, I'm <laughs> no not doubt. saying like, I guess I should say key game yeah. for week three. Uh, you got Oklahoma and Nebraska. It says tickets are 165 on our board. I bet you can drop that by 160 right now. Nebraska's yeah. terrible. Yeah, they are absolutely down. terrible. Casey Thompson. Yeah. Uh, not, not a big game. No, nope. It's not a big game by any means. Uh, Oklahoma's ranked number six. Nebraska is playing terrible. Officer yeah. head coach. The sooner we'll have his boomer and whatever that means. There's and they'll probably be... flip their cart. I'm going to say they're going to flip oh the wagon. They got to take it to them. So they're going to shuck the Huskers. <laughs> so I say uh, I, my vote is Oklahoma wins big by 40. As much as a, a bad taste it leaves in my mouth that I have to say that Oklahoma wins, Oklahoma's going to win. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's no doubt. All right. We all vote Oklahoma on that one. I'll go to Oklahoma, yeah. Then we got Penn State and Auburn. I'm taking Penn State. As much as I want to say Auburn, they're still growing. They're still young. At least Penn State has a weathered head coach. I'm taking Penn State. Neat Lions. Hard to say right there. Quickly. I like Auburn, but I'm picking Penn State. I think Auburn's just going to be just a little bit too much. I'm going to go with Auburn. That SEC defense. Yeah. That's that's what I looked at when I looked at that game uh, when it came up. Uh, is the defense that Auburn has? They're they're legit. That, so I'm going with Auburn. Also, they do have that's Tank one Bigsby, of those, which yes. is a Heisman contender running back as well. So that's yes. going to be one of the biggest ones that Penn State faces, no doubt. For sure, Penn State's going to have to come to play. Then we got Michigan State and Washington. I don't know about either of these teams. I know Michigan State is ranked. I'm going to lean on Michigan State. Who put this list uh, together? But, I know, right? <laughs> I don't know. If ESPN key game. No, no, this list. Oh, no, I put this list together. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm exactly. saying. I went off of ESPN's big games. Yeah, this ain't a big game. I'm, I'm saying Michigan State. Got to be Michigan State. I mean, yeah. I mean, and I think a lot of these games that are coming up, the way they have them listed is because of the topsy-turvy of the last two weeks of unranked team or ranked teams getting beat by unranked teams. But I will also go Michigan State. Yeah, State. Yeah. There you go. All right, let's go quickly to week four. We got Wisconsin. And Ohio State, but Wisconsin just lost, didn't they? They did. They lost <laughs> big. Uh, not lost. They just, uh, I'm going to Ohio State on this one. Yeah, you can't go against the Buckeyes at all. Yeah, and that's hard for me because Wisconsin is another team that I follow. And in this matchup, Ohio State's won, I think it's eight straight against Wisconsin. And the last time Wisconsin won was 2010, and it was 31-18 to 18 at home. Wisconsin's um, like Notre Dame. They're always overrated. I don't know why nah, you would cheer on Wisconsin. they got a solid team. Yeah, Wisconsin's got a pretty solid, solid team. Back. 
No, um, they don't. But for my pick, I'm going Ohio State. Oh, I said Ohio State. That's what I was saying. Wisconsin's a loser team. They don't even belong in the top 25. Neither does A&M. And we got Clemson, Clemson and <laughs> Wake Forest. Now, Wake Forest just got their quarterback back, Sam Hartman. Yep. And Clemson looked a little shaky. I think Wake Forest could give him some trouble here. But I'm going to lean on Dabo and uh, just how good of a coach he is. I'm taking Clemson on this one by yeah. probably seven points. Dabo's a magician. He's going to win. They're going to win. Hey, Wake's kind of made some changes in the last few years, especially getting their names up there in top 25. But they're, Still you, can't go against, you can't go against that. Yeah. Hey, we got two yeah. Baptist schools, Clemson. though. Yeah. That's true. Okay. Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. I mean, it's Clemson. So uh, I don't think Wake Forest is going to be too much yeah. for them to handle. So, no. yeah. And then the last key game pick that we're going to make for week four is Florida and Tennessee, an SEC special here. At Neyland wow. Stadium. At Tennessee. I'm going to go on a limb. I'm going Tennessee. <clears throat> That's not a limb. Florida's go oversold. Go balls. Go yeah, balls. Yeah. I'm going gonna, gonna to step in and, and say Tennessee also. Yeah, Florida's I think, oversold. I think they got that at home. Oh, Rocky Top Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All Tennessee. Way to go. Since you put this one together, we got the NFL. We are back with the NFL. Week one. Not uh, for long. Yeah, not for long. We had this discussion earlier that we kind of feel that the, the product that the NFL put out this week was was not great. But as it stands right now, pretty much all signs are pointing to the Buffalo Bills being the favorite to uh, to go to the Super Bowl. I think I looked it up the other day. They have a stat on there that the Buffalo Bills was one of the teams that did not have a lot of people to, to re-sign. Uh, so they got a lot of their key players back. They And they had that big showing out against the Chargers. See, man, I'm, I'm, I guess I was like the, the minority. I thought it was a great weekend of football with, with the close scores that we had. He had the Saints and the Falcons; they were tight. True. The Eagles yeah. and the, and the Lions were tight. This was a lot of good football out there. All playing for and, last place. Uh, hey, but it, it still <laughs> makes for good football and great entertainment. I mean, now, I, will, I will say that there, there was a few that were, you know, oh, I 15, saw a lot points. like Giants and Titans. That was a that was a great Steelers uh, and the amazing game. going to overtime no, in the last second kick. Yeah, it was good football, man. No, I'm saying there there wasn't a lot of blowouts. There was like maybe you know three or four that had. Oh, my boy, there, Mahomes and uh, and uh, Edgewood uh, local Nick Bolton taking the Woo. defensive helm, calling the plays on the defensive side. Got Them the green sticker. Play, huh? and I'm proud, about, old Nick. People talk about the Bills, but the Bills and Chiefs, which were in the AFC Championship yeah. last. Last year, they're lined up again to go at it again. I'm they no sure doubt. Easily. No doubt. Is, I will say is, anybody, is anybody in the NFC able to put up any kind of a fight? I, I, don't, I don't see so. anybody. Not right now. Against, no, not against Not right those. now. And, of course, you know, I, I wanted to mention, since I'm a Liberty alumni, the, the Tennessee Titans, they had a decent game. I'm hoping that Tannehill goes away eventually so Malik can get some playing time. He's yeah, not, but he's I don't see it happening this year. It's going happen. Yeah. I know. Ain't happening. Do you all have any surprises from week one in terms of... The Vikings. Yeah, yeah. true. I, the Vikings look solid. Oh, no <laughs> uh -oh, doubt. Uh -oh. I'm not surprised Packer that the Nation. Packers are once again overrated and choke artists. Well, but the Vikings look great. I will say, though... The Vikings are solid. Here, yeah, the here's receivers. the problem. Here, yeah, here's the problem. I told Brett earlier, behind the peek behind the curtain for the people listening, I have a whole like page of notes of things that I'm going <laughs> over for the Packers because it was just absolutely ridiculous because they could not slow Jeffries down. And Jefferson. Jefferson, whatever that kid's name Jeffries. is. Jeffries. That's a pastor in Dallas. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Which I think Aaron needs to listen to the, that pastor because he needs to get his laugh right after that show. <laughs> the the biggest the biggest issue is you had your number one ranked cornerback on defense and Jair Alexander on Adam Thielen the entire game. Adam Thielen is not what he used to be. He's, He's like not 40. gonna burn you, but you had Rasul Douglas and a rookie safety 
on their top receiver who put up 200 yards. And when that's the issue, I mean, even Jair Alexander, he's not one to to mince words. He even came out and said, I want to be on the best guy. He basically didn't. I mean, he was in he was all over Thielen the entire game. Had you have flipped the script and put him on Jefferson, it would have been a totally different game, I feel. Because Possibly. Alexander would have been in his hip pocket the entire time. But the other thing is the defense in general. You know, we it was advertised, you know, this Packers defense is going to be the best one we've had in years. Just in case anybody's wondering, DJ's a Packer fan, okay? If you haven't noticed, man, why you're having to listen to this. Jeez, head. <laughs> Nobody else, and I'm not. De- I'm not defending the Packers' performance by any week's measure. No, you're but, not. Um, Here's all these excuses. It's they didn't show up to play. They came in. It's not. They an excuse. stunk it up because they came in just like the Aggies. And they the thought they were too big for the the game. Hey, we're just and they didn't show Rogers up. Double they were take this terrible. Come on, DJ, bring it <laughs> pack the cheese up and send it somewhere else. I'm giving you what pack I saw. Cheese. I'm not defending their performance because they did. They sucked it up. But there's all these things that the, the the Packer organization was touting was the defense, you know, their monster defense, they're this, they're this. I didn't see any of that. The receiving core was nowhere to be found. When your number two running back is your top receiver, there's a problem. Big problem. That's but, why we're I mean, going with Swiss cheese. Doesn't Dallas come out every year saying, oh, we're going to be different this year? Super this Bowl is going to be the year. And then again, yeah. we do... Not, we we lose nineteen to three to forty five year old Tom Brady. Oh, I love and then Tom our Brady. offense can even score a touchdown. We can't even score a touchdown. And yeah. now Cooper Rush is the man, the man of the Cowboys for four games. We can sit and talk about the Cowboys for an hour, and it wouldn't matter. No. Yeah, because they're not going to be anything again this year. No, like no. we talked about all ago with Jimbo, until Jerry Jones decides to get out of the way, until That's he right. decides to get Stephen, his son, out of the way, they're going to yep. continue to stink. And to make everybody sound good, they they sold more uniforms than anybody else did last year. Mm-hmm. They're the PR kings of the world. Oh, no doubt. But they're the PR stinkers in he the football. Is, Jerry is no doubt, <laughs> no doubt, one of the best businessmen oh, ever to roam this planet. No doubt. To sell a franchise to make it un, uh, unsuccessful, but sell everything and make that company successful. When yeah. was he successful? Crazy. In the nineties. When? When Jimmy Johnson had control of the football operations, yep. Yep. he picked the players, he did all that stuff, and then Jerry Jones' ego got in the way, and then there they go. Right. Done. Exactly. It's done. So now we're going to do basically kind of the same thing that we did for college is do picks for that. There are a couple things that we threw up there as far as projections. I don't agree with what they have the Packers set at. There are projections out there. They're picking the Packers to go eleven and six. If the team that showed up on Sunday is the same team that shows up the rest of the year, they're going to go six and eleven. Here's the easy projection: KC and the Bills are in the AFC Championship. Yep, absolutely. Easy. I, no, I don't, think, be for the I don't NFC. think there's any question. I don't know if there is the NFC. I don't I even think, know. The, Bucks, uh, the Rams, the Bucks, and the Rams again. That's all yeah, there I is. I got to go with the Bucks yeah. and Rams. The, Maybe the Saints. The Saints look good with Jameis. And uh, he had Michael Thomas back, and their defense is always good. Yeah, they could be. They could. Put some pressure on the Bucks, but ultimately, I, I think it's they had the Bills going. Hey, I'm gonna two. I'm gonna throw this craziness out there. Okay, I really liked how the the Lions were playing that running back. Honestly, I yeah. loved yeah. how he ran that ball. They're on, so, the, man, they're on the up. They're I'll, on the I'll up. be honest. Like, I think too. they're going to be the secret one that kind of comes out of nowhere. Did they lose it to the Vikings? The, the Eagles. The Eagles, Eagles. by three. They should have right. won that game. Was, they should have won. Well, they should have won I'm game. sure everybody says they should have won. Yeah. But still, like, it Texas was. should have beat LA. They were trying to come out, and that was home field, too. But, oh, man, it was. Uh, that I was pretty impressed with. They what were they down like. big in the middle and came back. Yeah. They popped back into it. They really looked like a different team. They didn't look like the normal Detroit, you know. 
I, so, I'm, I'm going to secretly pick them to go for. I like it. Secretly on a podcast. I love yeah, it. I'm I'm secret. I love so secretly don't, don't on tell a recorded anybody. line. Yeah, okay. It's between us. Just so between let's, us. Uh, good. Let's run through these picks that we got for games coming up. I know week two games are going to be Bengals and the Cowboys. All oh, the Bengals, man. Really they, I think they uh, kind of the got some humble pie like too. I pick so. them to lose every game. Yeah, that's a that's a loser bowl right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bengals. But you have. Let's start off Bears and the Packers. Well, no, I was going to start off on week two. You got that's the it. Thursday, it's the the 18th, Thursday game. Oh, the Thursday game. Yeah, okay, you got I'm the sorry. Chargers and the Chiefs. Oh, this, okay. Chiefs. Gotcha. Yeah, it's gonna be a tough game. Be a good game. Mahomes came out, man, looking strong, it's just like he did last year. Amazing, man. And then that defense looks good too. That guy is just ridiculous. Good. And he and that Nick Bolton kid from Edgewood, I'm so machine. excited. There's a, a small town Nick. kid in the NFL. Way to go, Nick. It's exciting. Hey, he had ten tackles that last game. He's he's a good he's a good defensive well, player. I will say the Chargers uh, they did lose their receiver, Keenan Allen. He pulled a hamstring. Yeah. Yeah. But uh Her- Herbert is the real deal, man. If they can surround some weapons around Herbert, they're gonna be good. But again, the Chiefs are just too good. So I'm taking Chiefs on this one by far. Yeah. No doubt. I'm doing the same. Mahomes played lights out. Last week, uh, five I expect, touchdowns. I expect nothing less. And then we got uh, Cowboys and Bengals. Joe Burrow, <laughs> Burrow's going to go all the way over. Yeah, you got Joe Burrow and Mixon. That's going to be a hard combo for the Cowboys to beat. So I'm going Bengals on that one. Unless the Cowboys resurrect Ryder Staubach, he ain't going to win. <laughs> pull old Troy Aikman out of the booth. <laughs> I wish they'd pull Tony Romo. His hey, honestly, broken back, honestly. But hey, and then right after that, is that uh, the Bears and the Packers? Yes, right. um, uh, I think I'm gonna go with the Bears. Aaron Rodgers still gonna be crying on his walker with his homeless hippie hair. <laughs> he got that shaved off, bro. He's got like a Viking haircut now. Oh, that's that. Yeah, he's got a he's, man bun, don't he? Yeah, he does do that. Yeah. Well, didn't that's the Packers exactly start slow last year? They did. They're starting real slow this year. They actually <laughs> lost to the Saints last year. That's what I'm saying. Wow. And, they, and then they came out the next and they firing. rattled off like eight straight. So I think I think the Packers to. are gonna get together. Matt, uh, Matt, Matt LaFleur? Matt LaFleur, yeah. yeah. Matt LaFleur, he's going to get him going, and I think Aaron Rodgers is going to get those receivers to catch some balls somehow. So Yeah, I think he's going to come back on this game. He was pretty frustrated on the sideline the last game, So, and it's another game against the Bears who, according to him last year, they, he owns them. So No ego at all. I know. I and it's a you. Sunday night game in Lambeau. He always does really well on Sunday night games. There you go. I think or, he's chasing Tom Brady. He's not going to do it. He's going to break his hip. So I'm going to go with the Packers on that one. Monday, there's two games? Yeah, they're doing two games on Monday nights now. I don't understand. It's like a doubleheader. It's weird. Cool. So, Monday, the first one we got, Tennessee and Buffalo. No question. Tennessee that, plays hard on defense. They're not great, be able to stop I'm, the Buffalo I'm the Bills, Bills are going off. Yeah. I mean, they're great. Bills. And then the second, second one of the doubleheader, you got the Vikings at the Eagles. The Eagles came out hot Sunday. They did so, do that. So but I'm going with the Vikings. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't feel like, man, if that... Because I Jefferson hate the Eagles. Kid, that, he's going to be outstanding. So. I don't care how bad the Cowboys are. I hate the Eagles. Yeah, I'm going to buy the Eagles <laughs> on this one. You hate the Eagles more? Yeah. So then you got week three, Thursday night game. Uh, September the 22nd is Pittsburgh at Cleveland. Can they both lose? I mean, in theory, if they tie, yeah. I'm going to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. I don't like the Browns, so I'm going to Pittsburgh. Uh, I think Pittsburgh. Then Sunday, the big games, Buffalo at Miami. Miami's got a legit team this year. I can't bet against Buffalo until I see a yeah. bad game from them. I'm going Buffalo big. I'm going to go against the grain. It's at Miami. I'm just going to take a wild card and say Miami just to be mm, different. Wild card. 
Hey, you know, I'm I'm gonna join you, but I it's just it's again like it's just just so hard yeah. to pick from this yeah. this far out. But I I kind of like Miami secretly too. I'm gonna go with them over the I'm, I'm overhyped gonna, Bills. I'm gonna balance the scale. And I'm gonna say the Bills. The second game, y'all can be wrong. <laughs> second game is gonna be uh, Green Bay at yeah, Tampa close. Bay. So it's kind of like the Cowboys. You got the two old fogies going against each other. Tom Brady gets him again. I'm going with the Bucks. Brady all the defense the way. is amazing. Bucks. Yeah, unfortunately, Buccaneers. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go against my team and go against go get the Buccaneers. So. Objective. Then you got the Monday night game, September 26th. Cowboys at the Giants. I'm gonna go at, to the Zebras. At New York. Yeah, the Zebras. <laughs> the I got, Mets. I want the Mets. <laughs> well, the bad thing is we got Cooper Rush playing quarterback, and he looked garbage. Who you know? Who is the Giants quarterback? Like I haven't paid Daniel attention Jones. To Jones again. And, but oh, Saquon, Jones Saquon again? Barkley is back, and he had 130 yards. He yeah. looks good, man. I'm, I got to go Giants until oh, I yeah, see. Went, I mean, this he is... went off. And that's the bad thing about doing this podcast two weeks out again. Don't hold us to these picks extremely hard because if by chance the Cowboys trade and get somebody play quarterback for them, yeah, you never can tell. Yeah. So like in week one, I think Barkley had like 170 yards. I mean, if he continues like that, total, like all purpose, yeah, like, like all receiving purpose yards, and, yeah. If he continues that, then I go with the Cowboys. I'm gonna I'm gonna stay faithful and hope that they do something. Yeah, you would. <laughs> the old cowgirls. Let's go. We've talked national sports and college and NFL. Let's rain it in on the, the local sports here in Edgewood. Edgewood Bulldogs. We got the football and volleyball in Edgewood. Football is doing outstanding. Hey, they're well. rolling, baby. That game this past week against Scurry was amazing. It's like a big twelve game. It like was an old Big Twelve. <laughs> it was. Craig, you're the eye in the sky. What did you see? That week three game against Scurry. Same thing like I always seen so far. The Edgewood line is taking hold and and just um in high school, if you have a line, you're gonna win. They got some big horses and on so that stage strong. This week, who are they playing this week? Do we know? Uh, I have a I can't remember. They're playing away this week. Yeah, I don't remember who they're playing yeah. this week. I have the schedule right here. And um, I, I don't they play uh Elkhart. 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 Yeah, who knows? I don't know anything about That's, it. They put us in a new district this year, so we're going to have to go a bunch of who knows. Well, and then right after homecoming with Winona, and that's always seemed like Winona's real, tough. Real They're always team. big guys from real East Texas. Team. I know yeah. we're number one in our district. Right and our now, district so. is tough. We got West Cross coming. We got Troop coming. We got Winona and Arp coming. Those are all usually big kid teams. Absolutely. Yeah. But, but, uh, Grand Saline is Grand Saline. They yeah. lost. They beat, they beat Reigns last week by 14 to nothing, but Edge will beat Reigns hugely. 56 to 13. And so if that holds serve, which I think it will, I have no reason to believe not, that's going to be a huge yeah. win. So Quipman, those, Quipman. Those boys just, I mean, they. The they, offense seems to be clicking. I know yeah, we're talking about the are. line, but I mean, 56, 41, they're, they're 65. I mean, there's some big points. That's some big plays. And, and, and whenever we, we start getting into our district, that's whenever the rubber meets the road. But exactly. I, I don't see them just being stopped. Absolutely. Completely, so. And 41 for Scurry Rosser. Scurry Rosser some good special teams players. They, they have some big guys. running backs, uh, and we just couldn't take them down. And yeah. I don't know if that's technique. I don't know if it was scheme. Uh, but there were some things that you kind of get concerned about, some of those bigger teams you can see with some with but some absolutely. special playmakers on that would concern you. One of the cool things about this game for me is, is they allowed Edgewood U Sports teams, kindergarten through second and third and fourth, to actually run out of the tunnel with them. That's a big thing for those kids. To, to see them welcome them and they're helping them out on the sideline. We stayed out there till the national anthem was played and then we came off. And those boys just wrecked shop. So 
You know what's cool? I think they're going to do it with our flag football boys as well. Oh, yeah. So I think that's cool. It might be during homecoming. Coach Coach G's a great guy. They're trying to do that with all the the grades and all the kids in the area. Well, I'll tell you what, too, what surprised me, uh, again, being the voice of Edgewood football uh, from the sky, (laughs) is that uh, I get a chance to get get a, a roster every week of all the kids. Edgewood has no underclassmen at all on their team. They're all seniors and juniors. Wow. That's huge. Yeah. I mean, that's big this year and next year. You got to watch out for that. But I think Coach G is trying to grow the kids that are younger mm-hmm. instead yeah. of shoving them onto, onto the varsity. Yep. Absolutely. Actually trying to grow them into the, to being better players. I think it's awesome. And on that note, like he actually plan. is because he, he actually met with the youth sports team coaches and was like, I want, you know, I want these guys to be kind of in the similar system to what we coach. Yeah, man. So that way, do. when by the time they're done on the sixth grade team, they move into junior high. They already know the system yeah. and, and how to do it. And well, I, mean, I can't say enough things about nice things about Coach G. I shook his hand coming off the field when we left Friday night and you know, told him thank you for, for, for allowing our kids to come out there. And, and he basically said, no, let me thank you because the work that you guys do, you're doing it for free. I get paid to do my job. Yeah. And I mean, that's two years in a row. I've heard that exact same statement from him and he hasn't wavered on it. And you can tell the way that he coaches and the way that he is with those boys on the field, it translates. We were in the booth, and I heard him chewing out, getting on to whatever you want to say, because DBs, because they blew some coverages bad, and he's heavy defense. And uh, he never once used a cuss word. He never once demeaned them. Wow, he just awesome. told them what to that's do awesome. and how to Teaching get covered. Exactly. He was actually coached. And I think that's, in this day and age, it's it's huge because a lot of Massive. guys get to cuss and everything yeah, else. Rare and, and hard to find. And try to take them down. So we got a quality coach. I hope we can hold on to him. Exactly. Yeah. I hope they'll keep him and look past, you know, whatever might happen in the future. I think everybody needs to start wearing their hats backwards. I love exactly, it. Exactly. Yeah. I love, I love it. it. I love <laughs> it. Also, we have the Edgewood volleyball girls who are keeping it in check too. They're doing really well. How about that state? Ranking that, right that, under Emory, though. Shout yeah, out to Emory as well. Yeah, okay, that's where I teach EMT school. I'm proud. <laughs> I don't know whether to be proud. We're already. 11th in state on volleyball. Yeah, and I mean that it, it's pretty. I cool. don't know if when I pulled these stats, if they've played more than one district game. But as of right now, they won't. They're no, one and zero. In their district. second, their second game is tonight against. College. Yeah, they're solid. Okay. They're playing so. good right now. But look at number two there. Yep. Gunner. It's our nemesis in almost every stinking sport. Yep. Well, is up in their in their bracket. No matter what happens. So. Yeah. So I mean, right now they're. 20 wins, seven losses. But I will say it's like the football team. We have a lot of juniors and seniors on that volleyball team. You know, I haven't really watched them, but I know we got Ella Tyner and T-Bell Smith. Guess we're going to some height, which is so, awesome. Yeah. And athletic. Experience. Watch they, them grow they up. They got some pretty girls. reputable tournaments they played in, too, and they, they finished have. real well. So I think I think they're going to do good. They're going to go deep. Edgewood Sports is on the map this year. <laughs> I'm excited. After we wrap up all the sports things, we're going to get some real-life stuff going on here and. And a couple of articles I ran across this week that are kind of shocking, kind of eye-opening as to where we live. We know what kind of world we live in. We know what's going on around us. Again, I'm preaching a series right now in Philippians, Joy of the Journey, not to get distracted, but here's some things that, that help you realize where we live. Texas teacher on administrative leave after telling students to call pedophiles minor attracted persons. Unbelievable. What in the world? It's in El Paso. El Paso, a teacher told the kids, don't call them pedophiles, call them minor attractive persons. First of all, why are they even talking about that with kids Mm -hmm. at school? Unreal. I mean, the worst part is that's in Texas. Yeah. 
I mean, El Paso is 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 pretty bad, but oh yeah, it's yeah. still in our dead gum state. It's just sick. Just I sick mean, it, it wouldn't that. surprise me as much as if it'd be like, oh, this happened in California or this happened in New yeah. York, but no, this is happening in Texas. And you and know, it, for the LGBTQT community or whatever, and, and and I'm not uh, you know want to say too much about that, but they. Oh, I don't want to say they because it's not like just one group, but the majority of those people are upset because the minority attracted people are trying to put a stripe on their flag. And even them, as their moralists that they are, don't even yep. want that. It's it's that disgusting. It's a crazy world. Second thing that kind of spins off of that, uh, in Ireland, they jailed a teacher who won't use students' preferred pronouns. He was teaching in... The uh, West Meath School. I know we all know where that is, right? Uh-huh. Right, down, yeah, yonder. Yeah, it's right down the road. Court prohibited him from teaching at the school after the administration placed him on administrative leave following his refusal to address a student by their preferred pronouns. And uh, notice, here's what he said. Transgenderism is against my Christian belief. Mm, it's contrary to the scriptures, contrary to the ethos of the Church of Ireland and of my school. And so I'm I'm glad that he took a stand, but Amen. man, that's crazy because they wouldn't have the preferred pronouns of a kid. First of all, where do they have them shown? Do they have them on a badge? Do they have them on a, something where you can know? Or was he just being belligerent? Second yeah. of all, he or she, baby, that's just what it is. Yeah, exactly. I mean, are they wearing like those little name tags that say, hello, I am a they or a I've, I've or... seen someone come through at work. I'm not going to say where I work at, but uh, they wore a hat and it had the pronoun. Are you serious? He or she. No joke. Oh, no my gosh. Joke. That's ridiculous. Or well, she, like, her, actually was the. Was that's the like I have, thing, a, you know what I'm saying? I have a friend that's in the healthcare field, and when they see a patient, you have friends. I do. You're my friend. <laughs> <laughs> I only have three, and they're in this room. <laughs> but We're no, friendly. they they have uh, like they'll get patient files, and they'll have them tagged. These are their pronouns, wow. and wow. this person is like, I'm absolutely not. I, I don't believe in that. Yeah, your beliefs are not my beliefs. So they try to skirt the issue as much as they. I mean, obviously they're in in a, in a doctor's office, and that's their profession, so they have to navigate that minefield but it's just it's it's so in your face nowadays oh yeah and whatever happened to sticks and stones right oh Oh, that's not i I mean i realize that i mean there's more things harsher than words but if you are yeah well one one last thing just go along with that story though yeah here in the u.s in kansas a teacher actually just got a settlement of ninety five thousand dollars after she was suspended for not using the preferred and using the legal name the legal name she got suspended, wow. and then they investigated, actually backed her, and then gave her back money hey, so, good due deal. to all the issues. So, so she was suspended for using pronouns? The wrong pronouns. The wrong, the wrong she selected. used to refer to them yeah, the gotcha. wrong Sorry, in the wrong way and used their legal name yeah, and got sued after suspension, and then they found the wrongdoing on not I'm, just the I mean, people's behalf, but I the I was going to say, too. this is how it works, is that a society is taken down when the words are not agreed upon it's not that hard to figure out folks yeah then they that means you have multiple personalities go get help (laughs) last one today just a really quick one it's more sad than any of these other things i think because of this a third of senior pastors say good people can go to heaven Uh, a uh, survey conducted by the cultural research center at arizona christian university has uh, taken a poll of of uh, senior pastors, and they one third of them said you can get to heaven just by being good. I guess they ignore the Bible altogether, don't they? Oh, it's crazy. They're not reading the Bible. Yeah, that that's not biblical at all. So basically, they're saying you're a good person. You, you're good. You don't worry about being saved. Don't worry about getting baptized. Don't worry about reading the Bible. You're good. And this is not just evangelical 
senior pastors, everybody. So you're, t- you're taking all priests and whatever else into consideration, but still I'm thinking scary. Oh, well, I, I mean, I'm talking to times. a guy that's, uh, I know real well that every once in a while, whenever we talk about it and it comes up, he's, he, he thinks kind of along the same ways that, you know, well, my dad, whenever he was younger, uh, I, I know he went to church and, and he went down to the altar, but you know, now he, he doesn't want anything to do with God, but I know he meant, he meant it when he was a kid and it's like, well, hang on a second there. If you never really understood it and meant it to begin with, you're living in rebellion now. That's kind of, uh, the fruit that you're showing, not going to count on that. Thankfully, it's not about the scales either. Yeah. No. I'm so thankful to God that I, there's nothing that I can do to do that. Well, no. it's like, you know, with, with my dad. You know my dad uh, before he passed away. Great there man. was There was an issue that a pastor confided information about the church and to him that he shouldn't have. And my dad took that as, well, all pastors do that. So if I go talk to a pastor, then... And so he just quit going to church. So he could quote the Bible left and right. He was actually the one that witnessed to my, to my wife and led her to Christ. So his... His fruits were were there, but he and I had the conversation several times like, Dad, you need to get back into church and, and, and do this. I was like, I know you're saved. I know you try to do good and you're a good person, but obviously you need to get back into church. So it's out there. And uh, it's like I told a friend of mine the other day, we were talking about some crazy stuff that he, Jesus needs to come back and, and just end it. I'm I'm ready for the madness to stop. Yep. <laughs> no doubt. I mean, these are the signs of the end times. But, oh, yeah, for sure. But not the one thing, on why hasn't Jesus come back? Because there's still people to save. There's still people that Mercy. need to hear, and we need to let them know, and that's the great picture. And even through this, it's like it ought to wake us up to go. There are that many false teachers and false prophets in our world today. Right. Satan's yep. doing his job. We got to do our job. We got to let Absolutely. people know Amen. that getting to heaven is only through Jesus because of His no work, doubt. only because of what He's done. Amen. It's not because of who we are. And we, again, we we're on this podcast enjoying talking about all these other kind of things of life, and we we do. God has given us life to enjoy, hasn't He? Absolutely. Yes. And we're going to. But we understand. We understand the most important thing in life is not sports. It's not anything. The most important thing in life is Him. Amen. Absolutely. And that's the one thing that we want to let everybody know too by hearing this podcast of, of all the craziness in our world, of all the sadness of our world, of all the distractions in the world. Don't get distracted. The spiritual things are the most important things of life. Absolutely. Absolutely. They're the ones that are eternal. And uh, so the best thing that you can do is to make sure, first of all, that you know him. And then after you know him, what are you going to do? Because we're all going to stand before him. And those that don't know him are going to stand before him in eternal judgment. Those that do know him are going to stand before him in judgment for what we've done for him or not. And so that's the most important thing of life. And and uh, again, we love we love sports. We love our community. Mm-hmm. We love all these other things. But we got to let people know. That's right. Jesus is the way, and time is getting short. Absolutely, yeah, I, I, I totally agree. But so many times we get caught up in the statistics of the football games. We get, we we can, we can list off and rattle off a number of quarterbacks or or, or whatever. But yet we struggle to dig and find verses in the back of our heads that we can relate to people out there that could lead them to it. And that's something that I would like to say that I, I know that the the struggle with me that I've had is that exactly over these years, but I've, I've, I've started to uh, start my day off and end my day off with scripture. And it, it, it is such a better time, especially with all the stress It is a natural yep. stress reliever. And it makes sense of everything in the world. Whenever you're so clouded by that judgment, like I said about my buddy earlier, 
you would know the truth if right. you got in the truth. Amen. And there's no question. There's no fogginess. It's clarity. And the Holy Spirit it reveals it to you. I mean, there's no question. So instead of maybe digging into some uh, whatever, your person, personal stuff, your your stats or whatever, take you a little bit more time and, and to dig into scriptures. And I did see something cool. Me and Brett were talking about the Institute of Creation Research several weeks ago. Something popped up on my email today. Uh, next month, they're having a recitation. They're taking three days, wow. and a group of people are coming in and quoting from memory and, and dramatizing from memory the entire New Testament. That's wow. awesome. That's awesome. Wow. I thought, holy cow. We talk about all these statistics and everything else. These people memorize something that matters. Yeah, they're doing <laughs> That's right. They're doing it. And uh, ICR in Dallas, go, go visit it. That's a pretty cool place. I'll, I'll give them a plug. They can give me some sponsorship money. Some free tickets. Yeah. And they're free to say, speaking of uh, no free speech, you know, University of Texas is actually ranked in some of the bottom yeah. of oh, free terrible. speech. Oh, it's bad. That's why. I All universities are. All words. universities are. Uh, A&M actually was ranked at the top. Yeah. They were about 47, 50, somewhere around yeah. there. But, you know, we can, we can <laughs> oh, say they're all at the bottom of the list. They're all at the bottom of the list. If it's a college, it's at the bottom. You so. try to go there and try to start telling people about creation in six days and this young earth and you're going to get booed off no campus. doubt so yep. you got to study up go to icr go to drdino.com go to willow springs get get beefed up and uh speaking of getting beefed up hey go uh go listen to our buddies okay coffee with phil and jim okay you don't even have to add creamer it's sweet enough <laughs> all right they're they uh they're they're giving shout outs to us they're supporting us we thank yep, you guys absolutely. for that thank you guys and uh nothing like phil haberd as that'll have a pretzel <laughs> uh, he's, yeah, he's I, uh, an awesome dude Phil's you, an awesome dude if you follow our facebook page i actually shouted them out last night yeah uh, they posted their new episode and and Jim's got the coolest voice. He's a I love Jim. They uh, they mentioned this in a couple episodes back, and we're talking. They were talking about swag, so I tagged them. I was like, "If we ever get swag, we'll send some your way." If we get big enough to get some merch out, we'll get, we'll, <laughs> we'll hook you up, Phil. We'll hook you up. Get you a hat going. So, well, yeah. this is pretty much going to be the end of episode three. Episode three, guys, enjoyed right. it. Thank you so much for listening. It's been fun. Thank you for all your support. Those that have listened to us, and again, thank you to Phil and Jim for shouting out to us. And we will see you guys in two weeks. Adios. And subscribe. Hey, thanks for joining us. This is Pastor Craig reminding you to come back in a couple of weeks for our next podcast episode where we'll look at college sports. We'll look at pro sports. We'll also be bringing up some news that may be uh, you have not seen or heard on the on the uh, mainline news channels. We want to always encourage you to make sure as you're living to shine your light. We're out.